Blog Talk Radio. This is the beginning of a process where we are unniggering ourselves. The foundation of where we will no longer be looked upon as just figures or statistics that can be marketed as a fad or never but ever changing trend. Those that categorize us as such will begin to witness the becoming of black people. The process where we are unniggering ourselves. And with it, away goes ignorance to have diligence. It is just instead of wanting to take away from others when there's so much more to have and earning. Well, we start to pay attention to the little details that's within the big picture that's inside of a photo album where everybody has at least one picture. Unniggering ourselves means that even if you are behind my back, I'm still not going to harm you. Cause you only harming yourself. Unniggering ourselves means that they ain't worried about just me, but all of us. Cause we banding together, so we can get out together. Unclassifying ourselves as more than just a useful profit to the pockets. That's for keeping us against each other anyway. Cause I hate you for what you wear or where you live or what you drive or who your folks is or where you go to school at and this and that and that and this and that was this before that became this and when that hit this we all got that this is a bad situation that happened to this cause now that got this in jail while this that and those are dead as hell this process of a niggerization means that if we have enough of the nation's population having better communications on prospering with better situations while still relating to our setbacks, our trials, and our tribulations. Then our nigger in the mind frame means that we maintain on teaching each child the training of home, community, and life. And as every race studies us, we need to study them and study us. So as we are nigger ourselves, we'll have a sturdy us. Seeming too how they want to be us. So nigger us, but just don't seem to have that nigger touch. So say if we take notes and put that nigga touch to it, then a nigga in ourselves is to do away with our niggerish ways of how we see and treat each other and ourselves in a negative way. Hey, follow my Twitter signs out there of a nigga in ourselves. Let's see how far this can go. Look at it like this. We help build, they should. So let's build ours. A nigga in ourselves means to agree, to disagree. And still get it done. And it's on to the next one. Because there's so much more that we can do much better. The unniggering process means that I'm not worried about your church. But what has got you fed up? Be that ear when you want to fess up. That end of the rope when you want to catch up. Because mountaintops is where we head up. But see, here's the question. If we unnigger ourselves... Who can stop us? Who can stop us? Hello, everybody. I'm sorry about that. Uh, we got disconnected. Uh, actually, I'm back to blog talk here. Um, thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm Christina, the host. Uh, I'm new back to Blog Talk, so there are some things that I, you know, I'm just getting familiar with. There's some rules and regulations that have been changed 
So with that, uh, things have changed, so I have to kind of roll with the punches. I know you guys can hear me for a while, but I'll go ahead and script that. Uh, I'm working actually without what my usual equipment would be, so uh, calling in on the phone, uh, that was very difficult. I'm gonna, I want you guys to bear with me. I'm trying to tell you. Um, uh, that song, the song that came on, that song was by Derek B. Brown. He, he gave me uh, permission to play that music. And as well, for all of you guys out there, my, my independent artists, uh, I'm able to play your music, but I'm not able to financially get anything from it. Um, basically, I want to uplift everyone and everyone to be uplifted through me and through, uh, through us together. We can do something. Um, tonight's show uh, that we're speaking about, I, I don't see any callers yet. Um, I'm quite sure some of you guys might be online because you have the capability to hear me online and also as well as uh, uh, you can be on your computers and you can talk to me there. I want you to bear with me. Um, I'm back in the system now, so everything is fine. We're good. Uh, and I'm going to run over this to you. Uh, I know you guys out there on the site saw, you know, pretty much uh, when we talk about having uh, uh, rights, you know, many of us say that we have rights. You know, we say, I have rights. You know, do you really know your rights? That's what the main topic for tonight is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop uh, every every cut that I'm going to be playing tonight is going to has been given and provided to uh, me from Derek Brown. He, like I said, was an, he's an independent artist. He's out there doing the best he can and also to He's rapping and sending out words of positivity. Uh, we don't need to be we don't need to be um, held accountable to, to that beast name that they give, have given us. We need to be called and we need to be represented and approached and respected as that such as we are uh, human beings. And with that, I'm gonna go ahead and play another song by Derek E. Brown. Let's call him Derek D. E. Boy Brown. I'm um, going to play another cut for from his from his one of his albums. I have I've had these music for so long. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play. Let's say since I'm going to collectively get some things together and kind of trap and check and see what's going on and see if I can uh you know see what the little glitches are. I'm going to go ahead and play so infatuated. That song that you heard, like I said prior before, was unmiggling a nation. Okay, and mirroring a nation. I know it's a bad word. Everybody says, oh, it's a bad word. The case is, you know, sometimes you need to be shocked. You know, as opposed, I can tell you this, as opposed to hearing the word within a rap song or hearing, hearing the word, um, you know, that men call women, I would prefer to hear that any time. Uh, I thank Derek, and I send out my praise, and, and uh, he's dropped some other music in for me, too. Uh, he's really appreciative of just uh, you know what I do, and that was that's what gives me a great deal of satisfaction is knowing that uh, you know I'm doing something that's good. I'm gonna go ahead. This is gonna be kind of a long little cut here, and uh, I'm gonna play it about five minutes long. So to give me a little bit of time to check and see what's going on, see why I was kicked out. Actually, bear with me. I love you guys. Here we go. This is infatuated. Yeah. This damn boy. 
Now she wanna feel me 
football Before I got the chance She disappeared on me But I think it's well up Lots of new cologne on me I'm infatuated I'm so infatuated yeah. She know that I want it bad But she keep on hesitating When it's gonna go down It's gonna seem like this the greatest But she killing me with this anticipation Cause she knowing that I really, 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 really wanna Get to Really, 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 really wanna Get to Genius Groove Theory. I'd like to thank Derek D. Brown for his contribution to uh, the music tonight. Uh, as I told you, uh, Blog Talk has strict regulations, and since this is my first time back, I'm trying to be able to figure out the system. It's been quite a long time since I've been out. Uh, tonight's episode is Constitution 101 Public Policy. What does it mean to us as a society? The United States Constitution, drafted in 1787 by our forefathers, was built on the principles of freedom and morality that every that everyone has the right to under God's natural law, and he's a beneficiary of it. They are equal with the opportunities to purchase land and build it, build in the Americas. But in a shift of power, but in a shift of power to federalism caused the divide of the North and South, threatening to ruin the growth of the nation. I'm working out these glitches. Okay. Um, let's see. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Uh, let me go ahead and check. I have some callers out there. I'm, I'm going to call them and find out what it is that they're hearing and seeing. Um because apparently it keeps kicking me out. Let me see how much that they're hearing. I'm going to go ahead and play play a tune for you guys, and we'll see how that sounds. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play uh, Wave at them. This is by Derek D. Brown. Once again, I'm going to send it out to you guys. I think it's time for me to wave at them haters And treat them real nice like I am a good neighbor But I really wanna take them for making me greater So I'ma do the honors and return the favor So I wave at them, wave and I wave at them Cause I go get mine But I don't worry about it When I take it 
Hello, everybody. I'm back. Uh, I'm calling into the phone. Apparently, I'm having a little bit of complications with the system keeps knocking me off. Uh, I thank you guys for being out there to support. I get, that's how I'm finding out if I'm being knocked up or not. This is really my first time back on uh, on, on the show, so I'm learning uh, the new ways, and that's something I'm going to have to work through. So much love to all of you guys out there. I don't know what you heard. 
and I could probably ask, uh, you know, my my people out there who are bearing with me. Uh, I, this this episode is about Constitution 101. Um, one point I want to let me read the meat of of it to be able to understand. Since 1900, combined government spending in the United States, local, state, and federal, has grown from less than 8% of the GPD, GDP pardon me, to nearly 40%. In addition, the people's representatives have advocated that their constitutional legislative power to executive agencies, agencies which now exercise all three of the forms of government. Although these trends indicate America has moved away from the founders' understanding of constitutionally and limited government, self-government can be restored through the revival of a constitutional understanding of the public government, can be restored through the revival of constitutional understanding of the public policy. Tonight, we're going to discuss what public policy is in relation to and what is going on over the nation and where citizens, which are the public, are becoming victims to the policy, which are the policing, and how we can turn around the laws and make them work for us as they were written. I don't know what how much you guys heard, but I'm, I, I ran that by you. Um, as far as I won't be playing any music, because apparently when I play music, that may be what the problem is with me. Uh, 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 getting knocked off. So we're not going to, we're not going to. I'm not going to play any music. We're going to kind of go in between and see what we can do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and log out. I'm still where I can visibly see myself. But what one point that I want to make, there are several points that I want to make. Uh, uh, as far as I was going to open up questions and, dis- uh, questions and discussions about this, but after. Um, one one, as most of you guys know, I've advised you to go to Hillsdale Online Colleges. Uh, actually, it's online courses at hillsdale.edu.com. I advise you to go out there to do that and take the Constitution 101 because it is free. Uh, not just because it is free, but this, that's a good reason for you. That's a good incentive for you to want to go out to learn more about what's going on with you. Why are you being targeted? Why are you being killed on the streets? I mean, I do understand that the black-on-black crime is more than what it is when it comes to how many police are killing each other. Oh, great. You can hear me? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, You want all these questions and things answered, and you want to know, don't don't let it have to be in... uh, anger or anguish that you find out these these rights and responsibilities that that constitution holds don't let you become a victim. One thing that I can say, which I'm learning and following Agape, is that no, you have to think in the positive, and the positive means you have to think that it's already done and it's already said. And most of you out there who are have a religious background and who uh, serve the Lord, you understand what I'm saying. You have to have uh, that already you've already done it kind of attitude for you to be uh, efficient, efficient in anything. Um, as far as what your rights are and as far as, you know, how they're supposed to be expedited by the policing and so forth, that's totally up to you uh, because you have to get knowledgeable. 
Now, I advise you guys to go out there to Hillsdale College, Hillsdale College and get registered for the online free courses simply because I have. That's what I've done to be able to change my way of thinking. I'm very honest and very straightforward when I tell you the things about what I do to get educated about what I need to know. I I take a lot of time in putting it in to get an understanding of what there is that I need to do to make it better for me. I myself have been in that situation and with the courts and, and I have been I've witnessed it from straight off that it is a very complicated, hard thing to do to fight uh, a system that all the systems work together. That means we're talking about the federal and the state and the local offices working together. Here in the Constitution, as it was written, it was written so that each, the legislative and the executive, as well as the judicial, would not work in, in unison. What has happened is they're all working together, and that See, the sole purpose of the Constitution, once you start to begin to learn it, is that one was to oversee the other. Now, when you decide to mix the three together, that's where you have all these outblazing uh, criminal uh, people being murdered on the streets, people being shot over, you know, the Trayvon Martin things and all of the extra stuff that is going on. Uh, you know what? I may be able I just I just figured out. Sorry, I'm having a pre-thought. I might be able to play music since I'm logged in as a host here. I might be able to be able to take that break in between and play music. But, you know, everything was already scripted and written in time. But since I decided to do the two-hour thing and because my business plan is not really ready yet, I, I couldn't wait any longer to do this. And this particular uh, show is really important. So back to the Constitution. It was written so that one gut, one office could not oversee the other. It, it's one oversees, and then the judicial oversees the other two, so that we wouldn't have the mixing of uh, responsibilities and separation of powers. You have to understand what the separation of powers means. Uh, I'm going to be frankly honest with you all, and I'm going to tell you that uh, when, and it was actually here so recently that uh a family member, a friend of a family, of the family, had mentioned to me, did I understand my constitutional rights? And I said to him at the time, uh, I said, no, you know, hell with the Constitution, it don't work for me. And, I mean, me being being an activist and advocate, as you guys know, and I, but I've been involved in this whole judicial situation that's so that I just really, you know, felt that it, it does nothing for me. Well, he stopped me at that. He well, look, sister, what you need to do is you need to get with it. He said, do you know your rights? The first question he asked me, and it's so pivotal to me now because I say, wow, you know, do I know my rights? And, you know, my first initial, which I, I do believe it's everybody else's first initial, was, yeah, I know my rights. And so he said, do you really know? He said, so have you read the Constitution? And I said, well, no. And he said, well, how do you say you know your rights? And I, I was... Uh, pretty much I was like, well, I know, I know my rights, because see, in the mind, the mind tells you structurally, it says, well, you know, I know my rights because you've heard your rights, you've heard people use your rights, you've heard, pe you've heard in, you know, instances where you involve the police officer when he says your rights, when he read you your rights, you heard it then, but did you really know it? No, I didn't. So I was honest about it, and that's where he took me a little bit further. 
one thing about me is that being that who I am, I do make a difference in what I do. And when I learn something, I try to share it with you guys. And, and it's just overwhelming, the, the whole Constitution and how it's written and scripted for us to be able to be safe and to live securely as well as have these policing agencies and these local governments stand up to what the Constitution read. Now, the bottom line is this. The Constitution holds its its value from the day it was written, regardless of whatever the amendments to it was. You can't look at that. All of that's totally different. It is held by what it is. And we are the beneficiaries of it as by the law, as by the nature of God's law, not man's law, but by God's law. And with that, we all know God is invisible. The bottom line is you put it on him, so you're going to have to work with, with him. If you put God in and you can't come in back and say, no, that there is no God and that, you know, we can run a mark and kill, you know, different people of different races, we can't do that. That doesn't give you the right to do that. And no one has actually the right. We won't take it there tonight because that's a totally different type of situation. What we're working on is the Constitution. Now, I want to try to play a selection, but I'm kind of worried that if I do that, I may lose you. But let's say this young brother who sent me in his music a long time ago, um, uh, he has the copyright to it. And uh, he's very influenced to be able, I don't know if you guys were out here to hear me play it on the intro. But for you guys out here that didn't hear it, I'm going to go ahead and do a replay on it. And hopefully I won't get disconnected so we're going to cross our fingers okay on this one this song which was actually the intro song this is called the unniggering a nation okay you guys got that yeah you say the word anywhere else you want to say you say it on the streets you call your mama that everything else you know the bottom line is it's called the unniggering a nation so check it out this is Derek D. Brown I thank you all for being out of here listening to the show God bless with all of you guys who you know, we'll be back after this song ends. Thank you. This is the beginning of a process where we are a niggering ourselves. The foundation of where we will no longer be looked upon as just figures or statistics that can be marketed as a fad or never but ever changing trend. Those that categorize us as such will begin to witness the becoming of black people. The process where we are a nigger in ourselves. And with it, away goes ignorance to have diligence. It is just instead of wanting to take away from others when there's so much more to have and earning. Well, we start to pay attention to the little details that's within the big picture. That's inside of a photo album where everybody has at least one picture. A nigger in ourselves means that even if you are behind my back, I'm still not going to harm you because you're only harming yourself. A nigger in ourselves means that they ain't worried about just me, but all of us because we're banding together so we can get out together. Unclassifying ourselves as more than just a useful profit to the pockets. That's keeping us against each other anyway because I hate you or what you wear or where you live or what you drive or who your folks is or where you go to school at and this and that and that and this and that was this before that became this and when that hit this we all got that this is a bad situation that happened to this cause now that got this in jail while this that and those are dead as hell 
This process of a niggerization means that if we have enough of the nation's population having better communications on prospering with better situations while still relating to our setbacks, our trials, and our tribulations, then our nigger in the mind frame means that we maintain on teaching each child the training of home, community, and life. And as every race studies us, we need to study them and study us. So as we are nigger ourselves, we'll have a sturdy us. Seeming too how they want to be us. So nigger rush, but just don't seem to have that nigger touch. So say if we take notes and put that nigga touch to it, then our nigger in ourselves will do away with our niggerish ways of how we see and treat each other and ourselves in a negative way. Hey, follow my Twitter signs out there my nigga in ourselves. Let's see how far this can go. Look at it like this. We help build they shit. So let's build out. A nigga in ourselves means to agree, to disagree. And still get it done. And it's on to the next one. Because there's so much more that we can do much better. The unniggering process means that I'm not worried about your church. But what has got you fed up? Be that ear when you want to fess up. That end of the rope when you want to catch up. Because mountaintops is what we head up. But see, here's the question. If we unnigger ourselves... Who can stop us? Who can stop us? Who can stop us? Hello, everybody. You're back to Gina's group there. I think I'm kind of figuring out how this goes, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Uh, we are talking. We're with uh, Constitutional 101, Constitution 101, the real truth behind United, the United States Constitution. And as I mentioned prior before, thanks to Derek D. Brown, who uh, uh, an hesitant to uh to send me his music and allow me to play it uh much love to him the american founders wrote a constitution that established a government limited in size and scope the central purpose was to secure the natural rights of all all americans by contrast early progressives rejected the notion and fixed limits on the government and their political descendants continue today to seek an ever large role for the federal bureaucracy in American life. In light of this fundamental and ongoing disagreement over the purpose of government, the course that I've been telling you guys to take will consider a comp- it considers a contemporary public policy issue from a constitutional viewpoint. I want to give you a little bit of feedback since I can see you guys and nobody's uh, ready to to talk, and most of you guys may be online because I can only see a few call-ins, but Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 by men and women who proclaimed themselves grateful to God for the inestimable blessings resulting from the prevalence of civil and religious liberty and the intelligent piety in the law, and who believed that the diffusion of sound learning is essential to perpetuate of these blessings. Hillsdale was the first college to prohibit in its charter for any discrimination based on race, sex, or national origin. Associated with the anti-slavery movement from its earliest days, it it attracted its its campus anti-slavery campuses, anti-slavery leaders such as Frederick Douglass and Edward Everett, who preceded Abraham Lincoln at Gettysburg. 
Several of the college's leading men were instrumental in founding the new Republican Party up in the road of Jackson, Michigan, 1854. Pardon me, guys. And Hillsdale sent a large percentage of its students to fight for the Union in the Civil War with other American colleges and universities, except for West Point. Two of these Hillsdale veterans helped carry Lincoln's casket to the slain president's resting place in Springfield, Illinois. Hillsdale's modern rise to the national prominence began in the 1970s when the federal government attempted to impose a host of regulations on the college, including racial, racial, yeah, racial quota requirements that violated Hillsdale principles, policy of non-discrimination. Hillsdale students received federally funded Oh, when the Supreme here we go. When the Supreme Court upheld these regulations in nineteen eighties in the nineteen eighties on the basis that Hillsdale students received federally funded grants and loans, the college decided to refuse its indirect form of federal aid, replacing all the federal students with privately funded grants, loans and scholarships. Hillsdale Board of Trustees pledged, pledged first that the college would continue its long-standing policy of non-discrimination, and the second that it would not accept any encroachments on its independence. Its pledge has been renewed several times in subsequent years. Today, an independent co-educational residential liberal arts college with a student body of 1,450 undergraduates, the college continues to carry out its original message. With a core curriculum that, comp- that comp- comprises of one half of the course's students a needs to graduate, Hill- Hilldale maintains its strong fid- fidelity to the liberal arts. In its outreach, too, the college teaches that the same ideas that advance civil and religious liberty. Its many programs include the Center for Constructive Alternatives, one of the largest colleges lecture series in America, the Hoogland Center for, for Teachers of Excellence, which holds seminars for high school teachers of civics and history. The National Leadership Seminars, the Allen B. Kirby Jr. Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and the infamous a monthly newsletter that reaches over 2 million people. Opened in the fall of 2012, the Hillsdale College Van Andale Graduate School of Statesmanship offers an MA and PhD in politics. For more information, you guys, please visit hillsdale.ed. That is the college in which that I get all my information from, and that is one that I'm sending to you. Our next section, I'm going to play a music selection, which I I believe everything's working pretty fine. I'm going to play a music selection, and then we'll be back for questions and discussions. I'm going to discuss the things that I've learned from it. I'm going to share it with you. And then towards the end, since, let's see, we're at the uh, hour, we're a little bit over the hour mark. That's where we are now. Um, I'm going to ask for you guys in this break that you guys who want to be able to come out and speak, um, I'm going to pose some some questions and we'll have discussions about what it is that, how is it that I learned all these things? Uh, I, I uh, I can honestly say that everything I've learned, I've learned because of experience. I've had to deal with it. Uh, with the legal system, the legal system is very, very cruel and very 
uh, it, and it's money driven. Uh, there are monetary things that go on where, you know, I mean, you can be railroaded, you know, just simply because you're poor. And, you know, we're all in a situation where we can't afford to pay these parking fees and, and such. Those things are, you know, court fees, among other things, as far as living, are just the hardest things that you have to pay for and you have to, um, uh, you have to deal with. But you can't get around it. You ever ask yourself, you say you park your car in the neighborhood and because of the uh, uh, parking situation, there's there's more people than there are parking spaces and you have to kind of shuffle around. Well, I'm back in Long Beach and uh, this is one of the cities in which I've learned the majority of what I'm saying to be true. It is a city that breaks in a lot of money based on based on its uh, intake of city and local uh, taxes and fees that they charge you and courthouse fees, uh, they're outrageous. And uh, they just built a new courthouse down here in downtown Long Beach, and it's it's a beautiful sight to see. My first time in it, of course, I had to be in it for some for some uh, reason, of course, uh, either paying uh, the outlandish and extraordinary fees of uh, parking for street sweeping, from street sweeping to parking, you know, wherever you park because you have to move it around, uh, even on public, on private streets, on, on streets that are lo- where local businesses are, you have to pay, you have to pay parking. Uh, I never heard of that. I mean, I've been paying close attention when you have been in my shoes and you have walked the walk that I've walked. As far as as far as that, I've, I've I've seen how they've grown. It is not a city that's lacking in anything. They're not lacking in money. They're not lacking in fees. They're not lacking in anything. What they're lacking is they're not even lacking for per capita as far as the people who are in in jail or that they take in custody or even the lives that are lost out here. It's just it's just a mayhem of of people doing what they care to do because they have scripted and written and twisted up the Constitution to fit them. The original Constitution, I, I, let me speak on you on this. The original Constitution was built, was, was designed and drafted in 1787 for the sole purpose to be free from the mother England. And with that, they wanted to have every man governing himself, the self-governing. He wanted to be of his own. And for them to... Uh, uh, be able to come to this land, produce their land, purchase land, and then be able to produce and raise their families and children was the right to have life and liberty. When we think about life and liberty and you define that, that was for all people. They did not write in the little captions that it could be only white people. They didn't write that it could only be Indians. They didn't write that it could be no black people. They wrote it for every person and every person living, every human being under God's natural law as a beneficiary of that constitution. So you have to understand that. You have to take a look and say, well, you know, even though that you're a gangbanger or whoever you are, you still have the right. But to authorize that right. Well, regardless, can't really say and can't really judge what you are, what you do, but no matter what you are, the point is being made that no matter what you are, you still have a right under that Constitution to live freely, to be able to feed your family, to be able to purchase land, feed your family, raise your kids, for them to go to school, and then have the right and the equality to be able to do whatever that they choose to do. And with that, that's where uh, that's where the Constitution comes in. <clears throat> now, if you were thinking like me, and you probably figured, 
Well, the Constitution doesn't do anything for me. It's no, it's no good to me because, you know, of course, it wasn't helping me. I ran into several courthouses, and I learned that uh, that fact, you know, that it doesn't help the people <laughs> who it's supposed to. It was written for the protection of the land of the United States, the nation that we're going to be a whole, and for the people in it. It was not. It was not designed. And if you read, and you get knowledgeable books about the Constitution, you're going to understand that it wasn't written for any other thing. It wasn't written for any foreign trade. It wasn't written for. It wasn't written for uh, for us to be over in someone else's business, fighting wars on somebody else's land over something that has nothing to do with us. It was not written for that. So while we sit back and we ask those questions, we ask the questions. Well, should should we should we should we be involved in having the refugees come here? That question. Uh, if you're if you're a quick Christian, uh, you know some people call it whatever. If you're a God lover, and that's where I stand, I have no religious ties with anything. If you're a God lover, that means you love God, and that you're going to walk in the path of God. Whatever He says, He, he says, so shall be. And if that means to allow uh, 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 people to come here. It's a free land. This land doesn't belong to anybody. It wasn't designed to be. It wasn't designed to be a profit for anyone. God did not. He did not put everything here for it to be a profit for people to make money off of it. He put it here so that we could build on it, to live on it, but not to be taxed by it. You have to understand the difference between the separation of powers over the federal and the state governments as well as the local. You have to understand that. And when they start working together, that means combined, all of you guys, and let's say we're not talking about racism. We're not, gonna, we're not defining blacks or whites or any of that. We're not defining that. We're saying all of you guys are being, even though even though you maybe support a certain, uh, certain uh, electoral person, we go, you may say Democrats or Republican. The main thing is this. All of you guys are being taxed, taxes that you're not supposed to be being taxed. If you get into the Constitution and you start, and I, I also I put, I'm going to go ahead and forward, you know, my notes for the show tonight, how I'm running the show in the format that I described it, um, as I'm, I'm well, describing it to you and talking it to you. But I'm going to go ahead and put it out just so you guys can hit these links and see for yourself. Uh, the Black Laws Dictionary is one that you you should get so you can understand the codes. Codes, if anybody out there knows, codes are designed for secrecy. You might have heard uh, in the military a lingo, Morris Code. Or you might hear in the court system, penal code. And you might hear you might hear codes everywhere, but you must understand that it's it's the language spoken for them. It's not a it's a it's a language spoken for them for them to do, be able to know what to charge you. So you have to understand that. That's the facts about it. There's no joking. And it doesn't really matter because when you get those parking tickets out there, they don't know if you're black or you white. They just know they're giving you a parking ticket. And you may say that I was parked right. I mean, also too in our next section segment, our next section of segment, whatever you choose to call it, we're gonna I'm gonna give you my what do I what have I learned, what do I plan on learning, what I plan on learning, you know, doing with what I've learned, what am I planning on doing with it? Because I have a plan, I have a plan to fight, and I'm hoping and praying that those out there listening that you'll be having a plan too, as we speak tonight. 
I hope you're you're thinking that you're going to be having a plan too, because who wants to be noosed? It doesn't matter if it's nineteen, if it's nineteen oh nine, or if it's two thousand and sixteen. Being noosed is not a good feeling. Okay, that's what I say. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and send a shout out there to Derek D. Brown once again. I'm gonna have to uh, get with him and get his other songs that he sent me recently, so I can down upload them into the into the studio. I think this is a little bit better because I'm on my phone, but I'm able to see you guys out there uh, on my computer, and that that's pretty good. I, I've never worked without my equipment, and this is kind of like a feat for me to pass. But though I shall pass, with everything it shall pass. The next song that I'm going to play is called "She Touched Me." And it's by Derek D. Brown. Uh, since I only have four, uh, regi- well, let's say music selections that I can play that's owned. I'm going to send a shout out there to you, to you independent artists who I've been talking back and forth with you. You need to go ahead and shoot me that email. You can send it to Gina, Gina, G-E-N-A, the number two, the letter two, the number two, E-N-V-Y at Gmail. That's once again, Gina, G. G-E-N-A, the number two, E-N-V-Y, at Gmail, okay? Send me in your tapes. Well, not your tapes. What will work best in me, your music, MP3, right, MP3 format. Send it into my email, and that's where I can grab it, and I can put it in, and we can get your music played. Uh, I, there's no there's no funds or any financial uh, take on that. It's just what we do as a community here, and I do want to support and elevate you as well as I hope you want to elevate me, what you guys do, really, because thank you for all the love that you give. So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play She Touched Me by Derek Brown. We're going to take another uh, short break, and I'll see you after the break. Much love. Here's She Touched Me. Get this jeans. Have you ever had somebody just touch you? I ain't talking about physically neither. I'm talking about mentally, emotionally. Somehow she stole my heart. Somehow she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart. And her letter touched my soul. I hope she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart. And her letter touched my soul. I hope she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart. And her touch my soul. I hope she never let me go. I hope she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart. And her touch my soul. I hope she never let me go. I let her steal my heart. And her touch my soul. Uh huh. No control issues now. Nah. Boy, I stay on home. Come here, see my phone line. My living phone line. Bring my brain and stay with her, and now I gotta blow mine. Boom. I can't wait to see it. Now all I can't wait to grill. Hey, beautiful thing, gangsta fool, make me smaller. How you do? I can take her with me, come on, tell me my folks. Ain't no tug of war, we rollin' on the same road. She brought me back to life, ain't no more thinking twice. I feel like talking the world, then I got heard it twice. It's not you, I know the train is set. I swear I got the best, no need to flex. We can get cool and show that we say trash. Somehow she stole my heart, and her let her touch my soul. I hope she never let me go. I hope she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart. Somehow she stole my heart, and her touched my soul. I hope she never let me go. I hope she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart, and her touched my soul. I hope she never let me go. I hope she never let me go. Somehow she stole my heart, and her touched my soul. I hope she never let me
precious me no. Unless she needs me that right? Don't matter what time of day She just wanna see me She just wanna hear me she turned my world around and write it up sincerely yeah, no. And when the world is against me, huh. she be standing with me right I don't feel alone, I swear I feel a spirit with oh, me I believe in her like she believe in me yeah, right. She's my addiction and she's bleeding me She's my sugar angel cause she is so sweet to me yeah, right. I mean so sweet to me, she's so sweet as she wanna be yeah, right. It's like she's right on time, uh-huh. come on so she help me find yeah, right. I'm so indebted to her
when it comes to, if you look, anyone who's over the age of 30 and has any conscious thinking is going to understand that back in the day, you know, when you go to court, you know, I learned, I learned from, I learned from others. Okay. Some of the, most of the things I learned about me was from me, but the majority of things I learned from others. We're going to go ahead and flash back in the past. It used to be a burden of proof. The burden of proof has switched over to you have to prove yourself innocent. I don't know what they call it. I don't know. I don't know if they still call it the burden of proof. But that burden of proof was what, you know, they had to prove you wrong. That you had to prove you right. I spoke with a doctor recently, and he had explained to me, he said, and he made it kind of clear to me that, you know, it's it's hard, and an attorney too, Um Stephen Scheich, send a shout out to him. He, you know, I asked him for some help. Him and him and Chris Darden as well. Uh, you know, I, I I really went to those two for help, and both of them gave me their input on what I should do. But uh, that that it is harder for you. It it is easier for a burden of proof to be this you know demonstrated than it is to prove that you didn't do it. That's like a shot in the dark. And it kind of works against itself because if you don't, and like most Americans don't, keep up with your documents, receipts, you know, have you ever wondered? And I'm going to send this out there. I know some of these guys have gotten parking tickets or have had something to do with the court, and then they come back and they tell you, or you get pulled over by the police, and they say you still have a warrant, or you still have something out there because it wasn't sent in or whatever the case may be. But you say, hey, I took care of that. You know, if that, if, that, if that doesn't sound familiar to anybody out there, I would like, I eat, I, I eat my shoe. If that's the case, you never have experienced that. Um, and, and I've experienced it right here in this city where I had paid, uh, paid monies at the, uh, they had towed my car, and I had paid money, all the monies at the at city hall. And then I go to get the car, and they tell me I still owe some money. No, I go to the DMV. Now, this is how it works. I went to the DMV because you got to go to the DMV first to be able to get a release. And I went to the DMV and they told me, they still said they had a ticket, outstanding ticket. Now I just had left from the city hall. It's totally impossible. And you can't really tell me. I was talking to a girlfriend in Illinois. She's being railroaded on a DUI. If I could speak to you guys and tell you guys one thing for sure is that you have to keep your nose clean. I mean, really, if you're, if you're out driving with one, one cup of alcohol, it doesn't really make a difference. If you're driving out there, you're not supposed to be driving. We have to consciously think of what we need to do before we make that decision to go out there and get involved with these police. You know, I mean, you can't go dirty when you're already dealing with dirty. It is like, come on. Uh, my mother used to say, two wrongs don't make a right. So you can't use that. You can't use that excuse that uh, I wasn't. So I'm just telling you this as your sister, as to keep your nose clean if you're drinking or if you're doing drugs, whatever you're doing. Keep it at your home. You know, don't go out into the world. If you're youthful, I do understand that you like to go out and have a good time. You know, all those things, are it's fun, but you, you got to have a, design, a designated driver. You have to have someone who's going to take control of the wheel and then someone who has a license, too. Let's keep this 100, too. You know, you can't, you know, you can't go out there half-cocked, like, you know, someone I would know would say. You can't go out there half-cocked and not expect that somebody's going to pull the trick. Okay, so with that, you know, we have to keep in mindset. There, there's some things that we can do, 
And we're going to go over those in a minute. We're going to go over the things that you can do to prevent some of these things happening to you. Then we're going to go over the things that you can prevent things from happening to you. All in, all in the part of Agape and all in the part of what I've learned about being responsible for yourself. Because no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you're the one who's responsible for you. And that's why I urge you to get out there and get that, that education. There's no reason why I, I mean, especially if you're in a lot of trouble with the judicial system, you really need to go out there and grab that online. Instead of hanging out with the homies and, and carrying out, you need to definitely get with those online free courses. Because see, for you, you know, uh, you have to pay attention to what's going on around you. Okay, if you're already in the mix, and this is what I did, because for the best, for the life of me, I did not understand how all these things happened to me in Orange County, and how they did, how would they continually follow me everywhere I go? You know, I, 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 I got tired of being sick and tired, and I said I got to do something, and I'm not going to let these people do because I'm looking at, I'm looking at things like that is not supposed to be right. That is not, you're not supposed to be arresting me in here in this courthouse for my. You're not supposed to be doing that. It was just totally, to, to my own logic, as to my, uh, what people say, practical thinking, said to me that, no, that shit wasn't right. And so I say, oh, no, definitely. I can't have that. I mean, pardon, pardon that French, but no, that's not right. And, and, when, and a lot of times I'm quite sure you've been in police custody or you've been involved with some court situation and you, you're saying to yourself, it ain't right. Well, why it ain't right is because you don't know the Constitution. That's why it ain't right. It's not right by them because they know what they're doing. They understand what laws and the policies. Let me tell you about public, and this is the first course that you're going to get. If you go out and you start taking Hillsdale College, Constitution 101, the first course you're going to get is called public policy. And it's going to describe to you about public policy, what it is. Now, I know you hear it many times on TV. You hear it on CNN, public policy. Public policy, let's let's break it down. Public, when it's by itself, means people. Okay? It means people. It means all of us. Right? And policy means is it is the uh, Latin derivative of police. Police, police is the Latin derivative of policy. So when you put public policy together, that's what it is. It's a policing of a people. It is not what is scripted and written in the Constitution. So you have to wake up. You have to say, and you can say, oh, well, they're just doing it to black people. Or they're just doing it to Mexican people. They're doing it to you, too, if you're Caucasian. You, so they don't know who they ticket in part. They don't, they don't know unless maybe it's a flashy car or something like that. They don't know who or what. They're just giving tickets out to people for whatever the case may be, street sweeper tickets or whatever the case may be, parking enforcement tickets. All of that falls under putting money, whereas, and if you, once you go on that first course and you you hear his first lecture, he's going to put a graph. And in that graph, you're going to see how much money is being taken in from us. And then you're going to see the state, the local, and the federal government, it's going gonna, it's gonna to knock you off your feet. I tell you that. It's going to make you say, wow, because it doesn't really make a difference about any of the other stuff. It matters that everybody falls under that public policy. You fall under it. I fall under it. White people, Native Americans fall under it. Everybody falls under it. 
okay? So that's one thing that we will say. That's one thing that we will discuss. Now, what I what I plan for you guys, too, is a, and I'm not really sure who wants to be able to jump in, but uh, I guess in between this time, I can do a music break because it has been a minute that I've, I've haven't taken a break. But in that case, I, I guess I can follow up. That was my part of my community input. So let's say that step, this segment here is what I'm telling you straight from the hip, okay? Telling you straight about what you need to do and how you need to do. And I think this is how we'll take it out because it worked out fine. My format worked out just beautiful. In between, I'm going to send a shout out there to my cousin Thomas. He is something spectacular. Uh, even though I didn't have a time clock, even though with the the, uh, the uh, disturbances in between, uh, uh, I was able to follow through and see where I'm at and, and able to work with you as I am, with or without guests. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, much love to everybody that's out there that's supporting. And I thank you guys for downloading and up, up archiving the shows, keeping it steady, keeping it in, in, in force and in tow. When we come back from this music selection, yes, we'll go ahead. We're going to say that was your community up, update. We're going to go into questions and discussions, and we're going to take it out as that. Um, here, I'm going to go ahead and play the last song on the Derek Brown's uh, In My Studio, his last song that I have. It's called Wave At Him. Uh, I know that Unniggering a Nation was something to hear, but it's so real. Uh, we do have to take our mindset from that. No disrespect to anybody in this white folk or anybody else. But it, it goes for all people who are being noosed because that's what you're being, noosed. Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and put it on a lighter note. And I send, this song is by Derek D. They call him Damn It Boy Brown. Uh, he has a lot of music that's going to be coming out soon. He sent it to me already, and I'm going to go ahead and put it and upload it to the studio ASAP. Here, here is his Wave Adam.
break the humble rules and I act a straight ass when I'm cutting the food Cause they know that the type of shit that I'm gon' do But I'ma keep it on call like the world's in my paw Still making slip shit like the grace from my lip My mind too strong to be feeding to that bullshit My time occupied, you can go on with that bullshit Cause I got that good shit here in my pulpit And you don't wanna make me mad Cause I do some food so I'm gonna sell course In the midst of a grind and I'ma end it right here But you ain't worthy your time See I'ma tell you like this so you won't feel here Constitution 101, public policy. What does it mean to us as a society? Um, We're speaking about the United States Constitution that was drafted in 1787 by our forefathers. It was built on principles on freedom and morality that every one of us should have the right to be able to pursue. Uh, With all that's going on today, uh, what has happened basically is that the legislative and the executive offices and the judicial offices all work together. And it's not working together, uh, and it's defying the Constitution. It's defying the very principles that it was written on. That is not what they planned on, because that would have been coming from England and coming into another country or another uh, union that they'll have to be under some thumb of one person. You have to understand that all of these people that are in our Senate and our represent, House of Representatives and the Senate House and all that, they were supposed to be not working together, but one overseeing the other. And the judicial making everyone be responsible. I'm going to um, express to you what I've learned. The Constitution originally stands as, and we, the beneficiaries of it, under God's law of nature, it applies to every single individual, regardless to ethnicity, gender, or and or religious beliefs. That is still valued as the first day it was initiated, and that we must learn that these 19 pages mean and represent what it is we, as Americans, as we've been doted, are. What I've learned about my what I've learned about my my constitutional rights is that I need to learn about my constitutional rights. That I cannot uh, say or even expect anybody to enforce something that I don't know. That's what I've learned. And that value, we can fight 
we can fight these cases. We can fight all those tickets and things that you know that were given to you wrongfully. But on how we fight these, how would you, how do we fight the courts? There are some simple, important steps that you can take ahead of time to make sure that those things don't happen to you. For one, number one, and I have four here for you. Number one is learn your constitutional right. Get the Constitution of the United States at http dot dot slash slash forward slash www.archives.gov dot gov. That's that's United States constitutional rights at archives.gov. That's what very simple. You go out there and get that. Two. Take that online course at Hillsdale College that is free to you. Register for free the courses Constitution 101 and then begin to listen and learn from the constitutional viewpoint. And then make a make a donation if money allows. I'm going to make one today. Uh, tonight, once I'm off, I'm going to make a donation because I'm very thankful and very grateful for them. Um, three, the third thing you must know. Keep all documents, tickets, receipts, and even photographs that can be provided as proof of evidence to your matter. Even premature evidence can be as simple as photographing your vehicle where you parked on city streets, parking areas, and public places. Since everyone has a phone with a camera, and you all do, everybody has that, I'm sure. Since we all have those phones with a camera, date and place capability will be will serve as protection and or proof of your stance in parking related parking related issues. Four, when in court, ask the judge for a thorough review of your case, even if he or she will hold it over until the last case is heard. Even if it's going to be a long time for lunch or the end of the day, figure that if you took the day off to go to court, that your dismissal will be the wavering of fees, which ultimately make up for the loss of wages. In other words, you have lost a day of wages, but you won the impossible fight for justice. Since that, we all know that is very rare today. Now, I do believe I may have played that song prematurely or played it prior before, I don't know. Um, these four things that I told you, I'm going to run, just brief them over with you. First, learn your constitutional rights. So you need to go online. Get off that Facebook and grab the Constitution as it is in the archives.gov, okay? And that will be, it's a transcript. So you should be looking for a transcript of the Constitution, of the United States Constitution. That means it makes it simpler, even a child could read, okay? I mean, I know it's very hard, you know, for some, some might not, you know, I mean, I, hey, if you don't know, you don't know. And it, it, even for me, it's very hard for me to distinguish certain certain things. And as they write, when they write things, just like the election, the voting and the ballot. Now, as smart as I can be, I still have a lot of problems with understanding the small print. So that's what you need to focus on. You need to get a transcript of the, the United States Constitution, right? We're going to start with the Constitution. As further as the shows go on, we're going to start with the Bill of Rights. We're going to start with the Declaration of Independence. We're going to go. We're going to go there. That way, you'll be able to, as opposed to then, you know, saying what you you know your rights. You'll be knowing your rights. 
because that's how they win over us is because we don't know. That's one. Number two is get with Hillsdale. It's spelled H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E. Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Hillsdale dot E-D-U. That's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U. Go on, log on, register for a free Constitution 101 course, and if possible, make a donation to the college because they've been doing this for a long time. Um, I kind of read a little bit about it, uh, about what their purpose was and how they've been fighting in the fight for civil rights for a long time and that they don't want any discrimination against anyone to be based on race or any other issue. That's why they're a nonprofit college. So to the ones out there who said, uh-uh, you know, my criminal justice uh, fighters out there, you know, said, there's no such thing. Yes, it is. It is. And there it is for you. I've, I've laid it out. I've walked through it. I'm taking the courses myself. It is easy just like that to do. Number three, this might be the hardest for many of you. Keeping all documents, tickets, receipts, baby daddy's district attorney uh, uh, paperwork, uh, you know, whatever it is, keeping them. We must learn and also add photographs, okay, as small as when you park on a city street, you need to pull out your camera and take a picture of your vehicle when you get out of it. You ask me why. Well, have you ever parked somewhere and came out and you had a ticket and you like you don't you look around and you don't see anything. You look at the signs, it doesn't. But you have a ticket. Well, that's because you have no proof. We're going to talk about proof. Proof. The one thing that these local and state governments do have on you is that you don't keep up with what you do. Now, you can be flying, doing whatever you need to do, and hurrying up with the things, and we all know we get strapped and we lose things in the cases, but you have to understand that when you're fighting a criminally injustice system, you have to think like a criminal. You got that? That means, in other words, I'm going to have to think of what to do before the incident, not after. I'm going to have to make sure, and that comes in, too, also to people, where we have to keep ourselves clean. We have, you can't go out on the streets doing things, doing what we want. You need to stand some nights. You know, instead of going out to the club with the girls, you know, as we see with the uh, eight-year-old child who was, uh, they were going to charge for murder because he was babysitting the six children. Uh, we have to think. The mothers went out to the club. Yeah. Uh, that's to the young people who are having more children than they should be at the age that they are. You know, these things we have to consider. We have to consider that it's my actions that uh, initiate a reaction. My love to all of you out there who've been in you know trouble with the law and you've lost your families, your loved ones to uh, police officers' bullets, and you don't even understand why. That is why. You must keep all evidence, everything that you do. See, you have to get into the mindset that I'm fighting a giant that's bigger than me, and it is bigger than you. When you see people get killed on the streets and everything and, you know, killed just for a tra- traffic stop and they're coming out with the other doors pulling out the thing that the officer asked, you're seeing people being shot in the back and they're running from the cop and he's getting shot. 
you know, when you see that, that just tells you, well, you know what, this is something bigger than me. It's bigger than me. Yeah, it is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. See, it's bigger than me. And when I learned that and I and I embraced that, that's where I've been. Okay, and I'm not gonna tell you anything that I haven't walked. Now, number four, one of the most important, when in court, facing whatever you're facing, ask the judge to review your case thoroughly. Inform him and let him know that your case is very, let's say, complicated, whereas that you need time to be able to show him what you have yourself, to express yourself, yeah, to express yourself, and to, um, I just got a text, you, you're going to a dance, I'm, I know someone's going to a dance, I'm sorry, and that's what they explained expressed to me but you're going you're going to need for them to give you a little the judge to give you a little bit of time to bring your case forward that's what you need um when you're walking to the courthouse you have to understand and you walk into those courtrooms with those judges you have to look at the situation as it is and say okay well uh i'm here the judge will rush you through things quickly fastly swiftly and then you're not going to feel comfortable. You don't feel comfortable, but you just go along with it because, what, you're in the courtroom. You finally got to be able to be seen. God knows how many times you went back and forth to the courthouse in between that time. So you're going to look at it like, oh, okay, well, I've been through this several, several times, and uh, I'm in here, and I've taken a day off from work, and, uh, you know, you already miss work. You have to consider these things. These are things I'm only telling you to get more structured in how you deal with the court and the, and the laws and the coding and all the things, the penal codes and things that have been scripted to make you not know what is what is going on and what you should do. So with that, you have to ask the judge, request that he, even if he says to you, well, you'll be the last one I see, and it may be maybe... 10 o'clock in the morning, or it might be 2 o'clock in the evening, and you're looking at it, it may be what, before 12, lunch, or you know you won't be out of there till lunch, or you might be, not be out of there until closing the court time. Well, you need to consider that that is your best option. It is your best option to be the last person in court because you'll be the one who's winning. Trust me. And then also having all that evidence and court pictures and whatever it is that you need to take in with you, that is your best second option too. So in the sense of, oh, well, I wasted a whole day. You haven't really actually wasted a whole day. You're going to be one of uh, maybe a thousand. <laughs> Let's be honest. You'll be one of a thousand who won a case in the courthouse. So you can not only walk away feeling proud about that, but you can walk around and say, walk away and say, you know what? I may have missed a day of pay. It could be you might make eight dollars, ten dollars an hour. Let's say ten, and you work ten hours a day, but you called off the day, hundred dollars. Just look at the court costs that you have just saved, and you know court costs they don't go by how much you make. So you know it's not going to be ten dollars an hour. It's going to be whatever the hell that they want it to be. So here it goes. You took off a day of work. You didn't pay. You didn't pay it. You didn't get paid that $100, but you walking out there, you ain't got to pay 
what is the cheapest court cost that I've heard lately? Six hundred and eighty seven dollars. Okay, and that wasn't even a moving violation. That was a non-moving violation. So, and it, let's shout out to the person. You know, I don't like to blow people up, but she's the one that told that she is one of the reasons why I'm telling you this because I've seen her do it. She went in and she said exactly what I said to say. And when it comes down to it, they have to hear you. They have to hear you. you can't rush you through. You know, they rushing you, and you're in there. You try to rush out of there, and you know, you trying to get you. That that mentality, you got to lose it. You got to lose that mentality. You got to go in that courtroom and say, shit, I'm going to be here all day. I might have to come back after lunch. To be able to be free of that shit, that whatever they're charging for, you better do it. You need to be free of, of, you know, not being and running for the police and having to have to make those right turns that you know you have to make to be getting away every time you see a cop and all that extra stuff. It is bet, It is worth it to say, I'm here to stay. As opposed to walking in and turning yourself in and pleading out and all that extra stuff. All of those things are what they have designed to make you do. That's why the court, that's why it works that way. It works that way for that sole purpose. Trust me, it does. So let's say we're going to go into that courtroom and we're going to make sure our name is on that docket. And we're going to sit down. We're going to have our evidence together, right? And most of you, if you've had time and there's no court date already set for you, you have already have went through lecture one at Hillsdale. At Hillsdale, you've already pulled up that constitutional, that constitutional United States transcript form that's easy for you to read. You've already done all that, so when you go into that courtroom, you're gonna sit down in there. You're gonna say, "Well, you know what? I don't care if it takes all damn day for me to get out of here. Once I get out of here, I'm gonna be free." Okay, you got to think of like you got to think a lot like how Harriet Tubman thought when you know the slaves were when she was freeing them through the Underground Railroad. Same thing, freedom is freedom, and when you get it, you don't know you ain't no need to turn back. So I advise all of you guys, and on the lighter tip, yeah, I know it sounds a little funny, and yeah, it is a little cute or whatever to say how I'm saying it, but I'm being really, really honest with you. I'm not holding back anything. I'm telling you exactly what it is and how you need to protect yourself, right, and shore up yourself so that these things won't happen to you anymore. That is what we are doing. We're going we're going into everything with the sole purpose that, that nothing, nothing can be done to you unless you allow it. And it's that you bona fide and you shore up and you stand up and you make sure that you have what you have, your evidence. I hear a lot of people that say they have evidence. I'm one of one that has that keeps all of her evidence. That's why when I go back in, everything that I'm telling you, I'm going to use. Definitely. Now, I am already in the making for tomorrow's show. Um, I'm planning on doing these shows every day, best as possible, as much as allowed, uh, without a business plan at this time. Because I'm seeing that most of you guys want to be a part of the show and you want to express yourself. And I do have others out there that want to, you know, be a part of it and express themselves too. To come with the real, not just what, you know, the world wants us to see. This is not CNN. This is not Steve Harvey's show. This is neither of them. This is Genius Groove Theory, and it has been for all this time. Now, everything that's coming from uh, the new revamping of the show going to be totally different and uh, I hope you guys like to change it because I'm feeling them already and it's a good thing for me um, but also too we have to understand 
My whole thing this year is that if you feed a man, he'll eat. But if you teach him how to hunt and fish, he'll be able to sustain life. There's nothing easily given to anyone. I don't want anything that's free or easily given to me. I mean, I kind of like to work hard for it because, see, what I get from it, I get working hard for something and going through a little bit of something to get what I have. I find that I'm more appreciative of the things that I have. Teaching the children to be this way is the best way to be. You have to have that mindset where you say, okay, you know what? You know, I'm, re- I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight, but I can't go up in there fighting if I don't know what I'm fighting for. I don't know what I'm fighting with. Not one Indian got into a fight without a bow and arrow. They didn't just go out like that and a horse. So with that, you have to understand, you have to shore yourself up, okay, people? Um, we're running down. Let's go ahead and take a, a, a an hour check. We're at 44 after the hour. We're here with Gina's Group Theory with Constitution 101, the real truth behind the United States Constitution. Now, I urge you, you know, to do as I'm doing. I'm not your, your parent. I'm not an overseer, but I'm a person who's concerned. I'm concerned about your safety and mine. It makes a difference. Now, I think I do have a couple of other things to share with you guys. And let's see. I'm going to share what tomorrow's show is going to be based about. We're going to run through that as well. Um, I'm going to run over this with you. Lecture one. There are three three. There are three political history issues that were uh, defined by three great crises. You must understand the first was the Revolution of 1800. The second was the Civil War. And the third was progressivism. Those three things, too, you'll learn about. So I'm going to go ahead and send send it out. Uh, Next show will be the Law of Involution. Okay. That show is going to be towards agape learning, agape way of life, and how to believe in what you claim, and it so shall be, it shall be. I'm going to send us out tonight, right, uh, with what the show that I played originally while coming in. Um, let's, we're going to end it up on that note. I'm going to play the unmakering moment for those of you who did not get it and did not hear it. I'm going to play it for you, um, and I'll see you tomorrow night around the same time. This is just for 8 o'clock, and uh, it'll be about evolution. Uh, it's about mind changing and changing your thoughts. That is very much so important these days. You have to be able to change the way you're thinking, change the way you're behaving, change what you're doing that's wrong in your life personally. Taking accountability for myself is what I'm doing, and I want you to do the same. So I'm going to say good night for tonight. This is Gina's Groove Theory broadcasting here live, live in Long Beach, Long Beach, California. Much love to you all. Here's the unniggering a nation. God bless. This is the beginning of a process where we are unniggering ourselves. The foundation of where we will no longer be looked upon as just figures or statistics. That can be marketed as a fast or never but ever changing trend. 
those that categorize us as such, will begin to witness the becoming of black people. The process where we are, a nigger in ourselves. And with it, away goes ignorance to have diligence. It is just instead of wanting to take away from others when there's so much more to have and earning. Well, we start to pay attention to the little details that's within the big picture. That's inside of a photo album where everybody has at least one picture. A nigger in ourselves means that even if you are behind my back, I'm still not going to harm you because you only harm yourself. A nigger in ourselves means that they ain't worried about just me, but all of us because we banding together so we can get out together. Unclassifying ourselves as more than just a useful profit to the pockets. That's for keeping us against each other anyway. Because I hate you for what you wear or where you live or what you drive or who your folks is or where you go to school at and this and that and that and this and that was this before that became this. And when that hit this, we all got that this is a bad situation that happened to this. Cause now that got this in jail while this, that, and those are dead as hell. This process of unniggerization means that if we have enough of the nation's population having better communications on prospering with better situations while still relating to our setbacks, our trials, and our tribulations, then our nigger in the mind frame means that we maintain on teaching each child the training of home, community, and life. And as every race studies us, we need to study them and study us. So as we are nigger ourselves, we'll have a sturdy us. Seeming too how they want to be us. So nigger rush, but just don't seem to have that nigger touch. So say if we take notes and put that nigger touch to it, then our nigger in ourselves is to do away with our niggerish ways of how we see and treat each other and ourselves in a negative way. Hey, follow my Twitter signs out there of our nigger in ourselves. Let's see how far this can go. Look at it like this. We help build they shit. So let's build out. Our nigger in ourselves means to agree, to disagree, and still get it done. And it's on to the next one. Because there's so much more that we can do much better. The unniggering process means that I'm not worried about your church. But what has got you fed up? Be that ear when you want to fess up. That end of the rope when you want to catch up. Because mountaintops is what we head up. But see, here's the question. If we unnigger ourselves, who can stop us? Thank you, everybody, for joining Gina's Group Theory tonight. This was my 93rd episode. I'm very grateful and thankful to all of you guys. I appreciate your love and support. Looking to have you guys out there with me tomorrow night. God bless, and until then, good night.